Welcome to Real Estate Hackers, where you'll hear how real estate investors grew something from nothing. Property management is going to become more technical. Our entire business today is based off of a hack. What if you could put $1,000 into an apartment building project on your phone? With YouTube, with podcasts, you can catch up very quickly to a seasoned investor. Now here's your real estate hacker host, Chad Gallagher. Welcome to the Real Estate Hackers Show, where we talk to actual investors who use systems and tech to scale out their business and where they see this all going in the future. Before we get to this week's guest, a few words from our partners and friends of the show. This show is brought to you by Home365. Home365 is a real estate company that helps people just like you invest and manage real estate across the country. Home365 has local realtors scattered in various markets who are investing experts. They help you find a great investment based on your own personal goals. Home365 also manages over 8,000 units across the country with over 150 employees, combining incredible first-party, mobile-first technology with local feet on the street. They even offer a one-rate guaranteed product that takes the risk of eviction, vacancy, and day-to-day maintenance out of real estate. The company is backed by incredible partners like Verizon and Samsung to bring the best innovation to your property. To learn more, you can go to www.home365.co, email service at home365.co, or call 717-413-6976. Look forward to hearing from you. All right, guys, I'm excited. Got an awesome edition here of the Real Estate Hackers podcast. Um, We rolled out a new format here where we are alternating episodes one episode is, is speaking to various influencers in real estate and technology. And the other kind of uh, episode format we now have is really focused on one specific market, metro uh, in the United States, and really kind of understanding what's going on in that market. I am real, real pumped today to have uh, man, a real expert in the space overall, an investor and, and a personal friend of mine. Uh, to talk about Reading and Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, uh, Sheldon Zimmerman, thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you, Chad. Thanks for the invite. I look forward to uh, talking about uh, Pennsylvania and some good cities that, uh, that are out there. Cool. So, uh, before we get started, let's give folks a little background. Uh, you know, Reading, Pennsylvania, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have never heard of these cities before. It's not exactly Philadelphia. It doesn't roll off the tongue like that. Uh, can you just maybe, maybe give folks some idea? What you know? Where is this, and, and what do these cities look like if you've never been there before? Yeah. So um, Reading is the fourth largest city in Pennsylvania. Kind of, kind of a little bit of background there. It is about an hour to 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, basically due west of Philly. Um, Pottstown is a little bit less than that from Philly, uh, a little bit smaller as well, uh, a smaller town than Reading would be, but um, in, in geographic world, it's it's basically in between Reading and Philadelphia. So not too far from the geo there, right down a major highway of Route 422. Uh, so a real quick shot to get, get to Philadelphia and major hub there. I think, I mean, we would probably consider Pottstown to be a, a, a Philly suburb, Whereas Reading, not so much, right? It's, it's a little bit outside that kind of how we think about it. I mean, I'm sure people commute, of course, into Philadelphia, but a little bit further out. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would say uh, your, your, your Pottstown is just really just not far from the suburbs of, of, of Philadelphia. There. Okay. It is part of that. 
Okay, cool. Um, and then, I mean, I know, so Reading had a bit of a decline. I guess probably both cities did uh, in kind of job growth over maybe call it like the 80s, 90s. Uh, but I, I think they're probably on the upswing. Uh, I'm interested to hear how you would kind of think about that. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say uh, Pottstown for sure. Um, 100% has been in the upswing in the last 10 years. Um, you know, it's been, it was hit pretty hard over that, those 80s, those 80s, 90s years, um, as far as just not a lot of, of businesses um, coming out of there uh, economically as well. But over the last 10, 10 years here, for sure, there's been a significant amount of, of job growth, but also just um, just the boom in the economy side of things there as well. Um, so a lot of big businesses, not, not big business, but a lot of businesses coming in there um, and, and making that uh, just a yeah. good area to be in. So that, that's Pottstown. And then well, I guess running a little more flat the last... 10, 15 years, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, we've, we've seen a couple of larger businesses move out of the city uh, into the suburbs of Reading, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, so there's still the jobs that are nearby or right there. But in general, we've seen some of the some of the more flatlined, I guess you could say, within the Reading city as a whole. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, let, let's give folks a Maybe an example of a property that that exists in in, in each of these cities, uh, you know, folks that that maybe have no concept of what what you could buy, uh, you know, I'll let, let you kind of pick one and, and maybe give us a couple examples. Yeah, let's start with Pottstown. Um, so Pottstown was interesting. I mean, I would say pre pre COVID, and we could all say that whatever happened to pre COVID, uh, there was always a slightly lower, and now all of a sudden it's it's quite a bit higher, but. I would say pre-COVID uh, in Pottstown, we were looking at purchasing properties uh, anywhere from forty to one hundred and twenty thousand. Now, forty thousand being um, your burr properties, properties that need some major rehab to them cosmetically, or maybe even a little bit more than that. Um, to your hundred thousand was kind of your your tier for a single family type property. Um, rents you were probably going to get anywhere from a thousand to twelve hundred dollars in rent. At that point, uh, post-COVID, obviously the market has definitely increased. Um, lot values have have increased, but also jobs have come in there as well. And and we're looking at somewhere anywhere from you know a hundred thousand dollars that needs bird um, and a lot of major rehab um, to you know up to two hundred to two twenty five within the city limits. If you start getting out in little pockets outside of Pottstown a little bit as well. Uh, you know, it can it can climb quite drastically from there into the four hundred thousand. So those tend to be not as well uh, good cash flowing properties. Uh, but so we tend to stick more in the Pottstown uh, market itself. Okay, so so a hundred to two hundred k for a single family home, depending on you know what kind of shape it's in, and and what's that rent for? So uh, right now we're seeing anywhere from a smaller, maybe one bedroom. Um, well, let's, let's just stay, stick with single family. So if I say single family, maybe a two bedroom house, you're going to probably get anywhere around twelve to thirteen hundred dollars in rent. Um, and for a like a three bedroom, you can get as high as uh, we've seen. If, you know, central air conditioned granite countertops, beautiful property, you can get as high as eighteen hundred. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're seeing quite a bit, quite a bit of 
drastic pool there in the in the upper higher end market where if it's a nicer property you're getting that 1800 you know get into the four bedroom mark you you could potentially even get above that and into the 2000 mark um, okay uh, you know i know i know in general we we like Pottstown. you know i don't know maybe give folks a, a flavor for what we've liked about it historically i uh you know why you know people always ask me what are you know, what are markets I should look at? And, and I've always been quick to say Pottstown, I own properties there. I know we have a lot of clients who we've encouraged to buy there. Uh, you know, you've you've done, I don't know, I don't know how many transactions you've done in Pottstown, but a lot. Uh, so what, you know, what, what are you drawn to? Uh, I guess probably it's the rents that are a little bit higher than maybe other things we see in, in central Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, that, that's pretty much the reason why they cash flow so well. Um, and we had seen um, just a desirable market being so close to Philadelphia. We've seen a lot of job growth come this way. We've seen a lot of um, value in property appreciation, but more or less was that real drive where we were seeing a lot of cash flow. So 80% mortgage, you're still cash flowing a couple hundred dollars easily on each one. And so um, because of that, it was a very solid market too, a good renter base. Um, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't heavy in this, I want to say section eight um, type world, uh, but there was some of that as well. Um, so it was a pretty good, solid income. People were driving to Philadelphia commuter route to get their to jobs, which were high paying jobs in the Philly market. And so, which allowed them to, to buy, you know, rent good properties as well. Yeah. So, and I think we'll say this about running too, once we get there, but I think both of these markets, COVID has helped them. I mean, you, you talked about, the equity price is going up, but but I think rent prices have gone up too. Uh, I would think at least ten percent in the last year and a half in, in both of these cities. Yep. Yeah. No. I, I, that's exactly the case. I mean, we just because yeah, values have gone up, but rents have gone up the same, or if not more, really um, in proportion, really uh, in what we're seeing there, and so uh, which makes these properties just cash flow really, really well. Cool. And then like Reading, let's do the same thing for Reading. So it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different city. It's not quite, it's weird. It's, it's 15, 20 minutes away. It's real close, but, uh, and it's bigger yet, uh, that the city's a little tougher to work with. Crime is higher and therefore rents are a little lower and also, but also home prices value is lower. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe take a certain example of what you'd find in, in Reading right now. Yeah, so Reading uh, right now, typically you're going to be anywhere from seventy thousand for a single family. Let's we'll talk about single family. You're seventy thousand to maybe one hundred fifty thousand for a single family row home, townhome type type situation within Reading city limits. Rent wise, you're anywhere from a two bedroom eight fifty to a thousand three bedroom thousand to fourteen hundred. Um, and, and I'm saying quite drastic numbers and that, that kind of matters, but it depends on the condition of the property. What we've seen in Reading is actually, um, over the last two years is actually seen a lot of, uh, investors come in and start to redevelop, basically doing the Burr strategy, get in there, rehab these things to very nice prop, very nice units, uh, and being able to get these higher rents, these $1,400 rents. And so, um, so we're starting to see more and more of that within the Reading, which is exciting. Um, you start having investors invest in this, in the city and making it better, uh, which is really good. That'll help hopefully the city in whole. 
for the most part, um, the city isn't, I'm going to be honest, isn't as friendly to investors. Um, over the years, they've had a lot of people come in from out of state and, you know, try and do their thing and uh, try and skirt around the laws of Reading. And, and so they've got kind of upset with investors and, and there wasn't that good uh, relationship. Um, but I think uh, as they start to build, hopefully these investors that are putting their time and effort into rehabbing these, these the relationships will kind of heal and get a little bit better working with the city um, in itself. Um, so I think there's a huge opportunity there with these and, and cash flow can be really good uh, with these properties. If you, if you get them in the right areas, get them in the right, you know, right properties, get them rehabbed and, and, and get good tenants in there. And these things will cash flow really well. Yeah. I mean, what, like in terms of cap rates, a place like Reading, like seven, eight type cap rate. Is that, is that realistic? For, I would, for, for, for projecting numbers and stuff, I would, I would think you're going to be at eight, 9%. You're going to want to oh, be well, at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, realistically, yes, it's going to be probably seven, eight, you know, possibly <laughs> 9%, um, you know, right. in those numbers. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's, it's a little rougher area the, the cap rates are there. I mean, probably one of the, uh, highest cap rate cities in Pennsylvania. Uh, Scranton would, would probably uh, come close, but in terms of, of you know, real legitimate cities, uh, one of the higher ones, you know, somewhat driven, you know, where you see higher crime rates, rougher cities, they need some work. You oftentimes see these, these higher cap rates. Uh, I was just talking to you, uh, you know, about a, a four unit building just to get a sense of appreciation. It's interesting. I mean, it, you know, we think of appreciating cities in America. Reading, Pennsylvania does not uh, roll off the tip of the tongue. But, uh, you know, I, I bought a property about five years ago, a, a four unit in a decent part of the city. And we, I just actually just looked it up. We paid $65,000 for that property, uh, three one bedrooms and one two bedroom. And uh, got it off the MLS. I mean, we didn't do anything crazy to find it. And we didn't do a rehab either. It was It was basically ready to go rent ready. Um, over the years, we haven't put any money into it other than just keeping things kind of status quo. It has done really well for us. Uh, but, but you know, that's that, that $65,000 property now, I think you were telling me that's worth like, like over 200K uh, in, in five years. Yep. Yep. And, and I'll, I'll do this example. I had a six unit in Reading. Um, not too close to that, nor not too far from your property that you're talking about. I bought that one. Now, this was back in 2013 that I bought that thing. Uh, I bought it for 120000 and a six unit. And uh, I didn't, again, like you, I think I rehabbed one unit, um, and, but it was pretty much I bought it and hold and, and cleaned it up in between and did some minor things here and there. And it needed, it's starting to get to the point where it started some, there was some deferred maintenance that needed to be done, sold it for 325, you know, um, cash, you know, no inspections, nothing, you know, almost tripled my money there um, over those years. And so, you know, I think, and didn't, again, didn't put much into it. You know, it just goes to show buying property, holding them for a long period of time. Uh, you can just, uh, you can just make, uh, make a lot of money doing, doing it that way. And it's crazy. I mean, when I was buying in Reading, I mean, I remember uh, the, it wasn't the popular choice, exactly. Uh, you know, a lot of people looked at you like you were crazy and <laughs> you must be a slumlord and the, the city's, you know, the miserable, the mayor's, you know, all this stuff. And look, I'm not sure that stuff isn't all true. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, Reading's still a, 
it's, it's still a rough city, but man, there's some, there's some real money to be made in some of these places. These, these units that cash flow, where you have decent population size, uh, you know, as long as it's not an absolute disaster with boarded up properties everywhere and just, you know, if, if it's a somewhat decent, somewhat decent area, uh, these areas are going to increase over time because these, these, these cash flow values just make a lot of sense for investors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and again, you buy a property, let's say, in a good part of Reading City. I mean, you will cash flow very well. You hold that thing for um, 10 years. I mean, and you don't put much into that. You you maintain the property, you take care of the property, but that thing should cash flow a couple hundred dollars easily each month. And then that thing will appreciate it and give you a nice appreciation over those 10 year period of time. And, and you know, again, it, it can maybe mean a little more maintenance or I mean, not maintenance, maybe a little more hands on taking care of the property, that kind of thing in, the, in this type of neighborhood. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can still make a lot of money with a little a little down. Yeah. So, yeah. Sheldon, where do you see these markets going over time? I mean, uh, you know, next next five years, are, are you buying in Reading and Reading in Pottstown? Are you are you um, encouraging people to buy there? Do you see these markets are still heading in the right direction? Yeah, I still, I, I definitely Pottstown, um, definitely still recommending that. It's still still very good investor. You put some money into that thing and and turn those properties, make them nice. There's a huge demand for rentals there. Um, Reading as well. I mean, I think there's certain pockets maybe you want to be more encouraged to look in <laughs> other than other some other areas, but uh, of Reading in the city. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's it's still a good city to buy. You've got to understand the the rules and maybe the certain taxes that you're maybe responsible for within Reading itself compared to maybe another Pottstown. Um, you know, for me personally, I. I and I'm going to be honest, I shifted over to build the rent. Um, so we were buying brand new townhomes, that kind of thing, um, just to keep our maintenance costs down just because I'm, I don't say lazy, but you know, I don't really want to spend a ton of money on rehab. Uh, just where I am in my investing and that's just where I am. But I still love those areas both. So if there's good neighborhoods within, you know, purchasing build the rent properties, I would definitely be intrigued and interested in something. Cool. Um... Yeah, I know you spend a lot of time in those areas. Anything else that comes up? Uh, you know, I know Pots in particular, you're there a lot with uh, with various investors. Uh, I don't know, anything that, that you're often talking about when you're talking about the, that, that city? Yeah, so, well, even Pottstown, um, I'm going to talk about even Pottstown and Reading in this, in this conversation here. So one of the things we um, uh, started back in, so in June of this year, we... Um, they finally started a bus route from Reading. Uh, so Reading to Boyertown, to Pottstown, to Phoenixville, into Philadelphia. So there's a bus route now running daily on that several times a day. Um, there is uh, also now a tri-county, I wanna say it's uh, Montgomery County, uh, Delaware County, um, Chester County, all chatting about how they're going to put install a rail. Now they've talked about this quite a bit over the years, but now they're officially working at getting a train from Philly to Reading uh, and with multiple stops in between right along the 422 corridor. So if and when that happens, like there will be a lot of commuters from the Reading market into Philadelphia for their jobs. And that could be a huge boom for Reading 
uh, and the towns in between uh, economically. And uh, I think that could be a pretty huge opportunity to get in the market now before they complete that uh, that process. Um, is there, there's, there's not a completion date of that yet, is there? It's- unfortunately not. So, you know, again, with politics, you know, it could take years. Um, but I think there's a base there already. Um, so it's not, it's just a matter of adding a, you know, a couple things, I think, but, you know, again, they're talking about it. They're at least having this conversation and they're at least moving towards that happening. The fact that they started a bus service tells me that they're at least serious and trying to see and to determine mm-hmm. what kind of, uh, what kind of, you know, so, so there's all, it, it, like the Reading Railroad. That's like a thing. Is that the is that the train that runs through there? The Reading Railroad. There's there. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent up on what Reading Railroad's there, but yes, there is railroad. There is a railroad commercial. No, excuse me, a industrial railroad running back and forth in between there, and so there is that. They would just have to run tag a commercial line uh, for. Okay. Yeah, I know from playing my Monopoly days, running railroad. It's, uh, it's a good, you know, two hundred dollars if you land on it. You know, yeah, so. come on, we can turn that down. Uh, free, free money. Okay, cool. Um, well, well, look, this is great. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us. I, you know, just I'll, my two cents here is, oh, the last thing I want to say before we close out, um, Pennsylvania in general is a pretty landlord-friendly state. Um, you know, uh, maybe maybe just a few words on that, uh, you know, kind of your experience of, you know, in general, you're getting people evicted in, in a couple months. These This is not like in Philadelphia or New Jersey uh, or, or other states where, you know, evictions can drag out six, nine, 12 months. You know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, you don't need a inspection before you go and rent the house, house out. You don't, you don't, you don't have all these kind of like weird rules. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I think in the grand scheme of things, pretty landlord friendly. Uh, would, would you agree? I would, I would. I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting. Pennsylvania as a whole, um, Pennsylvania as a whole, just to kind of give a background here, judicial system is Pennsylvania. And then there's a judicial system for Philadelphia, you know, so it's this kind of unique kind of split in a way. Um, but, uh, all of Pennsylvania is pretty well easy to deal with when it comes to landlord tenant laws. We usually say if a tenant stops paying, uh, we can get them out within 45 to 60 days from when they are, when they owe that, uh, that money. So, you know, it can, it can take some time, but in the most part, if, if you're taking care of your property and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a landlord, um, and the, but the tenants not, you can, you can easily get them, you know, out within that 45 days, 45 days to 60 days at most. Yeah. 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 Without an inspection up front or uh, I mean, you you should have a rental license, but, you know, eviction won't usually be held up if you don't have a rental license. I know. I know in some places you go to file eviction and you don't have a right. You don't have all everything dotted and I's uh, your T's crossed and I's dotted. You can uh, they can weigh basically all the rent that was that was that was actually due. Uh, Whereas whereas here, usually things move forward a little faster. And I, I would say with Reading. Uh, there is like a Reading City permit that you have to get. It's a one-time thing. You just you basically pay to be a a rent a, a landlord, I guess, in in Reading. Yeah, it's kind of silly. Yeah. It's kind of silly cost. I think it's like fifty bucks a year. But but the, it's interesting. In the grand scheme of things, when I look at other areas, I used to think Reading was really bad. I, I still don't think it's that bad. Actually, uh, it's still it's still reasonable. You can still get people to to pay rent overall. 
Yeah. And with any city, I mean, for the most part, I mean, even Pottstown and Reading both each need your rental license. Um, but that's, you know, that's been typical within, you know, across any Pennsylvania city around here. Which um, really just means ca- call the local, <laughs> call the local township, you know, pay whatever it is, hundred bucks a year and you got your license. I mean, it's, yep. it's not yep. more complicated yeah, exactly. than that. So. Exactly. Yep. Cool, Sheldon. Uh, what's a good way for people to reach you if they're interested in uh, Reading or Pottstown uh, and maybe investing in those areas? Yeah. Uh, you can always go to my website, peakassetteam.com or um, hit me up on email, Sheldon Z at home365.co. Cool. We'll put those uh, those things in the notes. And uh, thanks a lot for for joining us on another episode here. I think this is your second time, probably on the uh, on the show. Oh, is it? Okay, great. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> cool. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thanks again. All right, talk good. Thanks for joining us today. One more request: if you want to meet us in person. Come join us at one of our live events. You can check them out at realestatehackers.com, held once a month in cities around the country. You can actually follow us on Instagram at realestatehackers, if you're cool, like my wife is. And if you have a great real estate hack, hit me up and maybe we'll even get you on the show. Real Estate Hackers is an on-air brand production. Eric and team are unbelievable. Thanks for all you do for the show. See you soon.